Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? John, Josh, and I guess Matt is Matt? still here? Matt? Where is he? I haven't hey. seen him. Can I come out of the corner now? Yeah, I guess I guess you can come on back out of the corner, Matt. <laughs> yeah. For for those of you who are wondering, we stuck Matt in the corner last week. Oh god. Yeah. He spent I'm the, so thirsty. God, you thought the shot collar was bad. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really serious about that uh, corner time punishment. We sure are. Now, thankfully we got a functional microphone for Matt now, so well, knock on wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> so a lot of great stuff to talk about this week, like Barricades and... Barricades are out. Hooray! Barricades! You've all been waiting for barricades. 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 <laughs> so we saw the, uh, you know, the the official announcement from FFG that the barricades were, were here. And barricades! They, they wrote up a whole, you know... Barricada! Wow. That actually would have been awesome if they had... I know, right? They, they should have done commissioned that. commissioned heart <laughs> out of retirement. Ooh, Barricada. Oh, God. So yeah, we're. Hey, uh, remember the '80s? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Unfortunately, I think that song was '70s actually. Yeah, was it? I yeah, so. Heart yeah. was awesome actually. Yeah, they were. I always get them confused with Lover Boy though. Lo- Were they all what? the same? What? No. Yeah. What? Okay, first of all, Hart. again, apologies to our Canadian Sorry. listeners, but Heart was <laughs> Nancy and so- Ann Wilson, I think. It was there's two know. females that led the group, and Lover Boy were guys. Wow. Yeah. The derailing is strong yeah. with this one. Oh, wow. Okay. They were the ones that did the Everybody's Working for the Weekend, right? Everybody. Maybe I'm mixing things up. I don't know. Hey, we're a Star Wars Legion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't you wish we were talking about sports now? Or barricades. <laughs> Barricada. <laughs> So yeah, Star Wars Legion podcast. So we're we're just gonna try to you know talk about some Star Wars Legion stuff, even though FFG is not always helpful with that. Hey, they <laughs> dropped an article today. They did. Uh, well, they yeah, did. The, the three pages of barricade fluff. <laughs> Thomas was a small wall, but one day he knew he would grow up. Is that expanded universe? Are they? Uh, are they uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The, is that uh, official canon? Yeah. Has <laughs> Disney signed off on it? No, we got some good stuff to talk about this week, guys. But it's not going to just be, you know, ranting Barricade about barricades. <laughs> Nobody's ranted yet. No. yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yet. You just wait. Yeah. We'll put Matt back in the corner. <laughs> no. So we're going to take a look at uh, some late, new, some of the latest news from Star Wars that may or may not be news. We're just still trying to kind of figure out yet. Yeah. Everything and, is uh, news, whether it's true or not. Okay, whether it's true. fake news. Is it uh, fake news? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called rumors. And yes. And lies. And Which no. is what the internet is for. Rumors yes. was Fleetwood Mac, not Hart. Oh, oh my Jesus. God. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're going to recap a game that I wish I could probably forget that uh, Matt and I played. Oh, I'll remind you. Recently. I know you will. That's why we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but uh, we'll take a look at the future of the game. Um, besides the barricades, you know, what else does this game need? And uh, what, you know, besides just the typical witch listing, like, oh, oh I want we Wookiees want and Tauntauns. Yeah, exactly. No, right. uh, what actual mechanics do we feel are lacking that would make the game more interesting? So we'll talk about those things, but uh, let's get into the Star Wars news or fake news first. Matt, what do we got? <sighs> size. Lots of size. There is a disturbance in the Force. As in, like, the... Like, it's, it seems like it's been a, a bad couple of weeks for Star Wars fandom, but uh, with the... Uh, uh, Miss Tran thing on the uh, on the inter- Instagrams and whatnot, but uh, yesterday there's widely been reports that uh, Lucasfilm is canning all of the Star Wars story movies. Uh, so we've Ooh. seen Rogue One and Solo uh, that were Star Wars movies. Uh, the ones that we expected to be coming out, Kenobi and Boba Fett, uh, and Boba are now Fett? Boba Fett. <laughs> Where? Uh, nowhere apparently, yeah. or at least on. Uh, hiatus for who knows how long they did confirm that they are still going for, going forward with all the trilogy movies so we're going to see episode nine with abrams obviously and ryan johnson's trilogy and then the uh, benahoff weiss series that is unyet 
named. Also. Which I'm really excited for that. Oh, for I sure. I mean, yeah. you give the guys that did Game of Thrones the keys to a Star Wars property yeah. and say it's going to be an episodic, you know, TV show. Yes, please. I, <laughs> I, and and. It's nice to have all of, you know Solo and the Boba Fett and the Kenobi, yeah. but how much is too much? Well, I guess that's what we're going to be finding out here soon. But uh, there's been conflicting rumors since then that uh, Lucasfilm is trying to recant that a little bit, and they're like, "Well, we haven't canceled them, but you know, hiatus. Were they ever officially announced?" There's well, that's what I was going to ask. Some people uh, they were talking to ABC News and reporting one thing and the other way, so it's kind of just. We're, we're waiting to hear, you know, a more declarative statement, I think, uh, from them. Uh, also, that they're less willing to take uh, – Lucasfilm is less willing to take uh, risks on unproven directors. So they're just going to be skipping straight to your Ron Howards instead of trying somebody else and then well, sending them back. And that's the thing is that, you know, the, the, the pair, the duo that they had for uh, Solo originally, they weren't unproven. You know, they did the Lego movie, which, you know, that's – a different kind of property, yeah, but I think still, that's a very I mean, production, that's but. that's right. I mean, you're doing an animated production versus a live action production, but still, I mean, they're not inexperienced. Well, what, you know, you don't did, get the keys to to those because you you just got out of film school and like, oh, here you go. You know, what did Ryan Johnson directed before he did uh, Looper? I think yeah. that was one of his big um, ones. Um, Looper, he did uh, some TV stuff. Well, not to belabor the point, but I, I don't feel like Looper is going to be the movie that gets you like, the keys to you know, on, episode me, eight. You'd, you'd be surprised. Or an entire I mean, new franchise, an entire new trilogy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go back into my bashing episode eight. Sure, but, right. But, no, yeah. I don't understand that. But I feel like if you're, if you're worried um, about credentials, yeah, Ron Howard has credentials. I don't Ryan feel like Johnson, Looper gets Ryan you. Johnson was a fairly accomplished director before he got episode nine. Okay. Um, but I mean, and, and you got to start to wonder that you know we, we see so many directors being fired. You know, um, the, the the duo from Solo were, was fired. Colin Trevorrow was fired. Uh, or at least they parted ways. Or at least they right, right, right. So. They mutually yeah. parted ways. Or however you want to spin that, you got to start to wonder if there's problems at the top. You know, if if nobody can work with a company, then it's not all of the people. Right. Sure. You know, it, it gets to be one of those things where, well, maybe there's a problem at the top that they need to take a look at. So, uh, you know, and again, I mean, you know, Colin Trevorrow's not a, a a nobody when it comes to directing. He, he has some good credits to his name. Um, okay. Well, I think at the end of the day, we just got to wait for more information to flow out. But uh, I was really looking forward to uh, the possibility of a Kenobi and a Boba Fett film because I think. I Boba Fett too. has criminally underserved. He's got very little sc- actual screen time. So it's really, uh, since we lost the ability to learn about his past through 1313, all we've got is Ugh. a little bit of uh, Clone Wars time. Ugh. But hopefully. Uh, but there is a little bit of good news, a little bit of uh, light in the dark. But uh, maybe this will be the spark that rebuilds. What's that? Uh the reports from John Favreau on the Resistance TV show, apparently half of the, fir- the first season scripts are done, and they're possibly due to start shooting in the fall. Ooh, so, super. That's good that's, news. It's an animated yeah. show. So. No, no, no. Oh, no it's, it's live, live action. action. It's a live action. Oh, okay. So, and this, but that's the one with the fighter pilots and stuff, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Ostensibly, that's what sure. everybody's expecting. But, right. Uh, yeah, that should be really interesting. And th- there is another article I was reading about this, but basically uh, this is going to be Disney's thing going forward is they're going to have like the movie properties, the TV properties, and then the animated series. And they're going to try to keep them more in lockstep than having them trip over themselves like they did in the uh, with the uh, solo release. So. See, I think part of the reason why I like these spinoffs so much um, – is partly because I've really enjoyed the break from the Force user slash Jedi, you know, that whole mythos. Like, I've really enjoyed uh, Rogue One for just giving us a, a gritty, 
like human you know, human tale of what the Empire versus the Rebellion was. And it put the war in Star Wars. Exactly. Right? It was a it was a saving Private Ryan esque kind of war movie, which we hadn't seen in Star Wars before. And one of the coolest scenes in Solo was when he was in the Imperial Army and he was, you know, in the trenches in a right. World War One style battle. Like I, that was awesome. I, I think those Star Wars stories are at their best when they're filling in things that we as Star Wars fans haven't seen. Sure. Like, they've always alluded to how the first Death Star plans were captured, right? right? But there wasn't a lot in e- even the old EU canon as to how that mission actually went down, how those plans got recovered and then beamed to Princess Leia's ship. They never really went into that territory. Um, where I think Solo kind of fell on its face is... You know, you had a lot of that already. Yeah. You know, there were three or four books and, uh, you know, fan fictions and stories and an accepted background already for, for Han Solo. And I don't know if there was as much of an audience uh, for, that kind of a, for that kind of a story. Uh, where with Boba Fett and, and even Ben Kenobi, yeah, there's not really that much pre... You know, what did Ben Kenobi do after Clone Wars prior to episode four. Touched on it a little bit in Rebels, but, you know, I, I think there's room to fill that in because it's not a heavily mined area of... Speaking of, I'm going to put John on the spot right now. He just started watching Rebels yeah. season one. I oh. loaned him the first couple of seasons. How are you finding Rebels so far, John? Uh, see, I don't really think you should be calling me out on this because I'm not a huge fan. Um, oh what episode God. are you on right now? Episode four. Oh, okay. come on. Okay, four so. Four or five. I'm, hey, on the, hey, I'm still on the first disc. <laughs> okay. But it's, I'm not a huge fan of the of the kitty stuff. Uh, that's why I'm saying you got to get more past mature, the first three or four yeah, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Clone Wars. It's not that I don't like animated shows. Like, I'm, I'm cool with it. I just, I want something grittier. Just, just keep watching. All right, all right. See, and I get, don't understand how you get can look two. at Rebels and say it's a kiddie show. Because, like, in the first episode, like, they kill 15 stormtroopers, shooting them in the face right at the beginning. It's not It's not a kiddie really show. show it. But, well, eh. but you know that those stormtroopers are violence. dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, nobody survives that. That's nobody fair. gets shot to John, in the they're face. not really people. They're just faceless soldiers in the Imperial War Machine. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's kind of official canon, isn't I it? Mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just hate on them because they've got a once, red once, defense dice. Once some more Imperial <laughs> characters start being tailored into this yeah. a little Just stick bit. with it, man. Okay. Yeah, it gets really good. Well, it gets really good. I'll write out the first season. We'll see, yeah, we'll you see should. how it goes. Yeah, it's good. You, you called it, though, the uh, the slingshot thing. It's really, super like, annoying, it's right? Really <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yeah, honestly, if my wife didn't like like the movie, uh, the series immediately, I probably would have stopped right there. Oh, really? But, uh, she stuck with it, and I'm really glad. But, okay, uh, well, I'll, I'll carry on. Anyways, so that's, that's about <laughs> it for Star Wars news right now. Did you hear about the barricades? <laughs> Barricada. No, stop. Okay, dun, that's dun, you're beating dun, it dun, now. Dun, so uh, yeah, I figure we might as well just get into this. We had a uh, we were finishing up our first month of the Escalation League. Yes, that uh, we were hosting here, yeah, at Power Nine, uh, and I had to get my last 500 point game in, um, which I wasn't a huge fan of the the middle point games, but the the 500 point game, of course, was the the largest one that you play on the three by three map. Yeah, I honestly think you might want to jump to the six by three for future <laughs> engagements. But yeah, anything anything over three hundred fifty points on that three by three by three map is just yeah, it, it's too crowded. So, uh, so what was your list like? So my list was pretty close to what I've been running. I, I think I put out five rebel trooper units. I'm um, oh, sorry, four and then one fleet trooper unit, all bare bones. A uh, two ATRTs. Did they, did they all have extra man? Uh, I don't think any of them did. Okay, so they were just four-man units. Yeah, and then okay. and then uh, two ATRTs with Rotary and Leia. Yeah, and of course because I didn't look at what the unit makeup was for each point level, I just kind of thought, oh yeah, three by three map, five hundred points. Probably not going to see an ATST. We'll be you good. know, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if I could have taken a heavy support in five hundred points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what happens uh, when you jump around? I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm well, gonna while, look while you're looking up quick. whether or not you were a dirty, yeah. dirty cheater. But uh, assuming <laughs> that I wasn't, which now, I'm sure people I would are like to. I would like to caveat this that it was just happenstance that Matt cheated while playing Imperials. Okay, we are not cheaters. <laughs> okay. 
Well, while Matt's like checking on that, let me just give you a breakdown of how this worked out. If you could already (laughs) figure it out by my tone of voice, Matt, with his ATSD and concussion, which let's be real, I mean, like he made a good decision putting concussion on that. Uh, He marched gradually up the field and blew everything out of cover because he's want to do that with you know range two, sure, and because a three by three map, you get there real quick, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I found out on a plan on a three by three mat that your your ability to use Veers' maximum firepower goes away very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, turn f- turn three. Let's go ahead and oh, they're all within light green. Damn it! So <laughs> it was a combination of two things. It was a combination of me not being prepared for all comers. Which let's be real, uh, as a war gamer, I should should be. I should know, be, that. I right? should know yeah. that. I should have you know a couple ions, which I, I usually play with at least one ion in my list. Usually mm-hmm. two. Uh, just in case of having to face an ATRT or ATSD, um, I didn't in this situation. Wasn't prepared for it. And two, he—I don't know what he does with his red defense dice, but his stormtroopers <laughs> are zero to one heavy units, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, so you got beat legitimately? So I got beat legitimately. There is no—oh yeah. There's no crying foul here. He—he uh, he beat me fair and square. Uh, but yeah, your your stormtroopers. They save more than Adeptus Custodes wearing double Terminator armor wearing... Yeah, they're pretty <laughs> the shell much of an ATST. The, the shining beacon of awesomeness in this galaxy far, far away. And my stormtroopers don't take no sass from you, sir. They were like, hey, try harder next time. They don't take sass. They don't take... Uh, Blaster like fire. Yeah, no, yeah, all that uh, weak rebel crap. Get that out of here. Like, Trained military professionals. Pretty sure in case of a nuclear war... Cockroaches and, and stormtroopers, storm yeah. which are basically human cockroaches. Whoa, <laughs> called oh, for. Man. See, they're not even really people to you. They just don't they're, care. They're not. They're just these like you're monstrous, sir. White this, armor. This coming from the guy that kills the Duros first every time. <laughs> no, no, okay. he stopped doing it. Oh, now, did he? Now, now okay. we got It's reverse yeah. speciesism now because oh, he'll leave it. Okay. Very specifically, he'll kill humans first. Now so. I will. That oh. was. That was, I don't know if you saw it, Matt, but that was my favorite moment from my, my Legion Facebooking and everything. Um, somebody posted up, I, I, I think he posted it on our, on our page. Yeah, it was a full squad yeah, of Duros. Yeah, full squad of Duros, and my question was, well, who do you kill first? Yeah. Uh, is this Ooh. like a cheat? Oh, God, It's like, yeah. I, can't be, I can't be a speciesist and, and kill the Duros first, so none of them die. <laughs> and now I have, like, hand-waved my way to an invincible unit. I think that's the the what's the ga- the way this game works now. I mean, if we're gonna play this tactically, you, you remove the Duros first because he has the most bulbous head. He's the most bright red. Eye. If you're going based on canon, he has sure. bright red eyes. Right. Probably glows in the dark. Yeah, and he doesn't have a helmet on. He's, he does. Oh, does he? Yeah, he's got. A oh, okay, on. he's got a helmet. Okay. Does oh, wait. He? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he right. doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he dies because he didn't have a helmet. That's true. Exactly. It's like the Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Rebel Troopers don't have OSHA or any kind of you know <laughs> safety standards. It, it's they horrible. Stand down. Stand down. Well, for you safety. can't be a rebel and follow the rules. Sorry, man. We just don't have any helmets that fit your head. <laughs> yeah. Man. You're just gonna have to die, I guess. <laughs> uh, I do love the Stormtrooper's ability to tank damage. I mean, even without a defensive surge, um, it, it always seems to come up right when you need it, yeah, right? I mean, I, I, I played a game against Matt where I had, like, three Stormtroopers sitting on an objective, and he had three units shooting at it, and these guys just tanked for, like, two rounds until finally he was able to whittle it down. But... Uh, it, it, it was able to keep him off the objective because I just kept rolling saves, rolling saves, rolling saves. So, And if you look at it just based on the statistics of it, it's supposed to be 50% of the time for yeah. Stormtroopers, 33% of the time for Rebel Troopers. But I know from my playing experience, it's never that. That it's- armor? Is Sex Panther because fifty percent of the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. it works every, every time. time. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's how that works. Yes, yeah, that is how that works. <laughs> yeah, because what the, the first round, you know, I played Leia's uh, one pip card that you know allows you to shoot two red dice at, at three, three different, different units, targets, and I did that to him and three different stormtrooper units, and lo and behold, I rolled six hits and he rolled six saves. Maybe you were loading paint rounds and you're like getting <laughs> right? off of the uh, field. I'm, I'm starting to think that might be the case. Yeah, riot control bullets. You know, they're all rubber. <laughs> well, even then, uh, you'd think they'd have you know a little bit better statistics. You know, eh, maybe someone's gonna drop 
Yeah. It was pretty fun, it, and you, you were playing the objective smart. Uh, it was just kind of towards the end when I, I think I just got you below that critical mass for being able to contest and control objectives. Yeah. But, I mean, you were preserving the guys that were in the whittled down unit so they could still go grab. So that was smart, but uh, I think I just kind of – you I didn't think you were going to bring the ions at that point <laughs> level, so I, I got a little abusive with it, so no, I you, apologize. You played, you played the pregame smart, and I did not, so yeah. kudos to you, sir. So While we're talking about posting things up online, I just want to call out one guy real quick. John Paul Nathan Perry, he posted up in the Legion Facebook group with the most amazing Imperial armor, and I kind of want you to go back and repaint this. But I, basically, the, the, the thought behind it was they were – uh, marooned Imperials that had gone feral, basically. But I don't know if you saw this. No, dude. So that's one of my boys. Like, oh, he's is one of my good oh, friends man. from Germany. No kidding. Yeah. Holy cow, small world. So he, I actually, I, I know. So joke. I need to contact him to paint my stuff up, apparently. I, Did you I see guess this? so. He, no, he's a talented painter. Oh, he's, wow. Uh, he's yeah. No, I did not see that. Yeah. That's great. Great. Yeah. I thought you were going when you said Gwent Feral, I thought you were going to show the uh, somebody posted in the painting forum uh, stormtroopers that were Vault Tech. Oh. So they were all blue oh. and yellow. They were I, I, all blue I did and yellow see, like they were in vault too. suits. Yeah, that so was cool. I thought, I thought that was really so good, too. Great, uh, it it very, very much reminded me of the uh, like Republic Commando. Mm-hmm. With the, we, we talked about that a little bit last week. Well, maybe. I don't know if you heard me. But uh, with the, <laughs> the paint and just kind of differentiates, makes it a little bit more eye-catching on the field. So hats off to him. Yeah, so JP is, like I said, he's one of my good friends. Oh, uh, you're going to have to post the link up again. So For, for sure. Well, he, he listens it. to our podcast. So oh, yeah. What's up, JP? Sweet. Hi. <laughs> so JP was came to me, and he's like, hey, man, I really want to start an Imperial Army. He was telling me, like, hey, what units are good? Oh, he, he got into the game a little bit later after release. And uh, he was having a hard time trying to find, you know, a, a local meta. I think he's over in uh, Colorado. And he was trying to find a, a meta there. And he went to his first tournament, and he came back from it and he's like man like everyone's got the same you know the armies are all yeah. painted the same way and everything and uh he's like yeah i'm gonna try to find a way to you know come up with something new so really you're responsible for no this. no so not good at job all. john that's Wait, basically no. what he's yeah. saying yeah. not at yeah. all no because yeah. he, he showed me that after he did it and i was like whoa dude, yeah that, no, is that, really that blew good. my socks off i really like that so hats off sir well done yeah jp you get the uh the hobby award for the for the month here <laughs> Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then coming back, we're going to take a look at uh, what we're you know hoping for for the future of the game. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tatooine. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTattooing.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tattooing Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders Podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, Head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. We're back, Outriders. John, Josh, and Matt here to talk about barricades. Barricada. Stop! No! I liked it better when your mic didn't work. Uh, (laughs) That's fair, but who's here telling you... It was funny the first three times. Not the fourth to me. time is okay. A joke right. isn't really dead until you've beaten it to death. I'm exactly. Right. Have I'm you dying met me? A little bit. I mean, come Have on. You met I'm me? supposed to make the bad jokes here. And you're oh. killing me. My, my spirit. Well, we're actually we're going to talk about uh, the future of the game. You know, this game is it's been out for three months, so it's probably way too early to start making an assessment of, of how viable the game is to you know stick around with a longevity of something like you know 40k. Or you know Warhammer Fantasy, where you've seen these games out for twenty some years. Um, I, I think what we've seen so far from the game is good, but what kind of things do you guys need in the you know in the near future of the game to really increase the variety? And just to be clear, John made us promise that we wouldn't get into another wish listing scenario where oh Wookies, Dubacks, you know, Tauntauns. We're actually going to be Tauntaun talking like, cavalry. Yeah, I mean that sounds great, but uh, we're going to actually talk about mechanics that we would like to see to kind of spice up the gameplay on the table a little bit. Um, any of you guys have ones that re- leap to mind? Well, I think the 
I think the the bones of the game are really strong. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. N- now they just need to start filling in um, kind of the the niche stuff, the, the, fl- the specialty, the, the better roles. flavor yeah. stuff. Um, and we're starting to see that I think with like the uh, heavy emplacements, the EWs, right. and things like that. I would like to start to see individual trooper units that are that are heavy troopers. Yeah. Um, and and not wish listing here using this as an example but something like dark troopers mm-hmm. something you know uh, death troopers something that will have you know two wounds per unit but it's also a smaller unit it's maybe you know three unit three dudes with a a, a possibility for a fourth or a heavy weapon. And for the love of God, um, give me, as a Rebel player, give me something with red defense die. <laughs> He's like, right, yeah, just sure. Without you spoiling know. the flavor between the two, but I could definitely see, like, an elite slot with, like, a heavy, maybe, like, riot shields or something like that. Sure. That gives them that red defense excuse, just so you have something you can tank a little bit more. Uh, that being said, I'd also love to see Rebels get some sort of flanking unit, like the bikes, just something, uh, well, outside of a 200-point land speeder. Sure. Something that maybe you could, you know, have two of them in a list without crippling the rest of your list. Yeah. Yeah. Just something that can get up the board and take out, you know, maybe that E-Web or something like that, that uh, can grab objectives as well as bikes do. Like, 100 points, I think that seems like a fair amount to get something with uh, a bunch of mobility. It, it, the, everything in the game just seems very binary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 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 Imperials have a big walker. The Rebels get little walkers. The Rebels have a big speeder. The Imperials have little speeders. Uh, it it it's it, it needs to kind of even out a little bit more. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's the one thing mechanics wise that I would really like to see. I would like to see the Imperial get a, a big speeder unit that is Imperial in nature. That that you know brings the 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 Imperial emphasis of attack over defense. Um, I'd like to see the rebels get you know a, a, a some kind of tank ground unit um, that's a, a ground unit. Yeah. Um, I, I think they need, it's it's time to start getting away from the the binary nature of the game and start. You don't uh, don't always need a straight analog to correct. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's not you know apples and oranges, right? It's not you know you get A, so the other side gets B. Yeah. You know, give give me the same kind of A. And I understand with only two factions, you've got to do that to kind of keep that, you know, keep that... Uh, they need, still need to have their faction that, identities. That faction yeah. flavor. And, yeah. and I get that, but... So, I, yeah, to that point, uh, instead of having, like, speeder bike units for rebels, why not give them, like, something you see in the, the outflanking uh, kind of ability, the uh, rapid reinforcements or something, mm-hmm. where they can, you know, deep strike in down the table. And, well, and that was going to be one thing that have to be fast but they can be where they need to be to do their thing sorry go ahead no no i think the the one thing that i want to see besides just you know adding more units to the game uh adding more scenarios adding more objective cards and you know we're going to get some of those with the uh the the moisture evaporators but i'd like to see just some other ones that added more variety to the pre-game portion of it okay because i think the boring by, stuff, got it. The boring stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> Turn zero, right? But by this time, we already have the four cards memorized. Right. And it's, like, oh, long march again. Oh, recover the supply. Oh, get the transmission. Uh, yeah. So yeah. something to liven up. I mean, there's a lot of games out there with, that do with a lot less. Like, you'll have maybe eight scenarios for 40K for, like, seven years or something like that. Sure. And, and yeah, for the most part. And the part, fact that you can mix and match the different things to change it up. It is kind of funny how similar they end up being, you know. But with 40K, mm-hmm. you you are playing that, say, whatever army you own, you're playing that scenario against a potential, what, 15, 17 other different armies that will all play that same scenario vastly different based Very off true. of what those other factions are. You know, and I, and I can't profess to have an intricate knowledge of... Um, of all of the 40k scenarios well let me break it down it's well there's going to be the to the approach there's going to be daca there's going to okay. be more daca there's going to be <laughs> for the emperor and there's going to be wa so that okay that. but 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 i mean if you had like a recover the uh, a, a long march breakthrough right uh-huh. Let, let's 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 use a a star wars legion scenario and <gasps> deployment but talk about it for um you know how a tau army is going to go about that, and maybe long march and breakthrough is not the best, best, best one. Uh, let's keep positions. You know how 
a an imperial imperial guard army is going to sit on objectives and make you come at them mm-hmm. is going to be a lot different than how an Eldar army is going to, or an orc army, or or imperial knights. Okay, or, so you know, there's yes, they have not very many scenarios, but the way those scenarios are going to play is going to be vastly different depending on what kind of army is, is across from you So on the, the game will change based on what you're playing as right. opposed to uh, The Legion doesn't have that quite so much right now because okay. well, you're going to get Rebel Trooper Spam or you're going to get Imperial Trooper Spam. I mean, troops are good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So there's not a lot of diversity in how you're playing the game right now. Gotcha. But on the contrary to that, you also don't have the level of predictability that you have with 40K. Uh, if you know, like the scenarios you're talking about, if I'm lined up against a tile player, I may not know what everything unit, every single unit that he has in his army, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to charge it at me. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, can be rest assured it sucks in close combat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I'm playing against a, you know, Zinch demon army, I'm guessing he's probably going to be doing a lot in the, the you know, psychic phase. Right. I, I, there's a certain sure. style tropes, that, that, you know, tropes, exactly, yeah. that, that you can expect from a player based on what they have. I can line up against a, you know, imperialist, and while I may have an idea of how it's built, that player could play that totally different than I was expecting. You know, and so the, yeah. there's you know more moderation, I guess, and more balance. There's more balance in the force. If you will. <laughs> uh, I will not. But, uh, another type of mechanic I would love to see support units make their way onto the field, whether it be like a mechanic crew or uh, a healer unit or something like that, like a 2-1-B medical droid, something that uh, you can actually support other units. I think we talked about, I made a joke about having Matt the radar technician come out and (laughs) help move around the uh, equipment, but uh, I I think that would be really cool. So would you like to see, you know, let's say medics. Yeah. You know, would you implement medics as their own unit and they just follow people around? I think that'd be a good operative or something. Or is that something where you kind of open the aperture a little bit on what you can attach to a unit and say, okay, "Okay, instead of a ion trooper or a Z6, you put a medic there. Yeah. That would be awesome. I mean, yeah. I mean, and I think, and that gives you, basically gives, I don't want to say it gives, it's some way to have a guardian type effect on that unit. Like that medic if it's not a crit, you can do something uh, to spend something to take one wound away, yeah. it, it, which you know simulates him you know slapping a back to patch on your forehead for that yeah. that gunshot wound. No, it'd be <laughs> great for the multi wound heroes. Maybe the ability sure, to bring back the single too. wound models, right, in small amounts. But uh, transports That's definitely the, big one, the game yeah. definitely needs transports. Uh, I just don't know how you implement them. Yeah, and and have them be cost-efficient and fair. Yeah. Uh, everything in the game right now is kind of, especially because you've got limited real estate, even mm-hmm. on a 6 by 3 board, you know, okay, my troopers move a, a, a speed 2. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not going, you know, if they're double moving, they're not really going much farther or less farther than a, than a speeder that compulsory moves and moves once. Now, obviously, if a speeder unit triple moves... Right, it's going to be all the way across the field. Mm-hmm. But you know, without implementing another speed band, a a, a a speed four, or knocking all of your troopers down to one, or making the board bigger, the transport's really only giving you armor okay. to transport. Well, what if? But it's were... not getting you anywhere faster per se. Well, depending on what rules they come with. What if they sure. got rid of the compulsory and did like a speed three? Yeah. Marginally faster. Okay. You Marginally know, you're, faster. You're able but... to protect your troops. Right. Might give you a little bit o- better options for a redeployment. Mm-hmm. But well, what if you? But what if like you had this mechanic? What if your transport activated after your trooper unit? So say you've got a trooper unit that's range three away. Mm-hmm. You double move up to base to base, mm-hmm. embark. And then once you activate that transport, that transport can move in its turn. Or vice versa, you can have one of the actions on the transport be to embark or disembark. Exactly. So yeah. you that's, can get that's people on board, do dump because... them out, and then they've got still got their two activations. Yeah, to, I mean, to, to gain all those benefits that you would get from protecting your infantry units uh, mm-hmm. in an armored shell, and then the, the, the movement advantages, yeah, I don't really think that you should be able to basically in one turn leapfrog infantry two-thirds of the way across the board. You know, because you, you without those 
those action mechanics for load and unload, whether it's, you know, your, your infantry takes an action to load, you know, so you can only move once. Mm-hmm. You know, you do one move, load, and then you've got to use an action on that infantry unit to unload. Yeah. So, you know, getting in, you're not going to be able to get in, get across the board, and unload in one turn. You know, you gotta be, you gotta have some way where they're at least a little vulnerable in there. Where sure, if you get the, you know, you get the the transport shot up, you know, yeah, and maybe you can't shoot in a turn that you disembark. Something, something like that. Lines, you know? Yeah, yeah, they, it's going to be a fine line. I think there's definitely a uh, opportunity for it, mm-hmm. but you don't want it to be too action intensive because again, that whole twelve activations during a game, sure, or twelve exactly. actions yeah. rather. I mean, but, you know, but that 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 brings up some interesting mechanics while they're embarked. You know, does now your transport act like a mobile pillbox? Can your guys shoot out of it? At least so- infantry weapons. <laughs> yeah. You know, I because think it that's would depend not, on the transport. That's not yeah. a, well, yeah. And I mean, and that's not a, you know, I hate to go real world, but that's a lot of trans, you know, combat infantry transports allow you to do that, allow you to take a gun and stick it in a hole in the side of the APC and shoot out of it. Sure. Um, you know, does the, you know, how well armed. Mm-hmm. Are, are your transports. I guess it's de- going to depend on design and how many points you pay for sure. it. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, once it gets up there, what's its ability to support your troops? Is it going to have a you know, bop gunner on top that's going right? to put down suppressive so, you know, fire? Is it going to be like a like a rhino, you know, where, where it can sit there and, and put some fire, fire down? Top or something right, like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. But then, of course, you have to figure out, too, like, points-wise, is it going to be even worth, you know, is there a trooper unit that you would even deem necessary to have a transport? Like maybe snow troopers if you're trying to get them up to range one to use their flamethrower, I can Ooh, see that. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, but I, I'm not going to stick my regular rebel troopers in a vehicle that costs more than the trooper unit itself. Sure, but at the same time, now you, if you have a, a repulsor unit that's a an APC type thing, now you're, you know, it's got it's got fly one, so I can get, you know, if my most most direct path is over a bunch of low terrain, instead of having to zigzag my speed two infantry, I can just fly over it. Sure. You know, um, I can you know I can flank it quicker. You know, it, if if you're trying to flank infantry, you got a ways to go, right? Yeah. You know, depending on your 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 board layout and such. But if you put it in an APC and it can double move, you know, it's gonna you're gonna be able to use it to to deposit infantry into more advantageous places quicker. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then I think one of the last things we, we all agreed on is we wanted kind of a unit that would interact with more of the special rules in the game. And I think the best example Josh came up with was like a droid unit. So something that would be susceptible to the ion special rule, maybe make it a more interesting choice, and uh, is immune to suppression. Yeah, immune, I, I think the immune to suppression is the big thing there, yeah. right? You know, because a droid is programmed to be fearless, unless you're like C-3PO. Uh, <laughs> you know, and you're programmed for survival oh, yeah. and to go run and hide. <laughs> Um, but you know, like a war droid of some sort, um, you know, something like a like a, a dark trooper, um, yeah. that's a that's a war droid. Um, Reclaim yeah. droidicas. <laughs> sure, you know, droidicas. Um, if you want to get go, out there, rebels, let's do it. If you want to go into the really, 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 really way far back machine, you know, Mandalorian basilisk war droids. Oh, geez. Yeah, wow. right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, something that is is infantry ish, mm-hmm. but. You know, is immune to suppression, but can be ioned. Yeah, that'd you know? be fun. But and, and now that gives you, you know, you can't just. What about auto- some like Viper probe droids? Sure. Yeah, and, and you know, it says droid in the books, uh-huh. so you know, Vipers are, are probably the first thing I would expect to see. The first droid unit sure, I would yeah. expect to see announced. It was, it was at Hoth, It just so. makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think something that has that kind of mechanic where it's. Susceptible to ion, but not to suppression, um, would be really a, a non-panicable infantry unit it, that doesn't need Darth Vader to, to hang out. Right. And, and to be honest with you, I, I think that there needs to be some more justification for using ion. Um, and I've gotten some good use out of it because we do have a meta that I think sees a lot more ATSTs than what I've seen on you know general list builders. Uh, but I think that most of the time, when it comes to like what the snowtroopers. You have a choice between a flamethrower and an ion. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of anyone ever taking the ion over the no. over the flamethrower? I, I stormtrooper. I mean, snowtroopers. I'm not even planning on painting the ion troopers. I mean, that's 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 <laughs> so how little I'm there. actually yeah. planning on using them. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like ion gets a lot of love, right? And I feel like yeah, having some of that mechanic with the droid, you know, maybe giving them an ion. Like, 
sure. that might make right. that weapon more viable and or, bring, or some sort of droid support unit you yeah know? i mean like a probe droid or something you can right. hand out like uh, aim tokens mm-hmm. you do, so you don't have to have it in a command spot i think that would be really beneficial especially yeah. for the imperial players and i think that i'd like to see more variety from upgrade cards and I think that's that's one good thing about FFG. And smoke grenades for the rebels. Sure, yeah, yeah. Smoke <laughs> Some, grenades, would be yeah. Great. Something Some to way to control the battlefield defense, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that you know something like other grenades or other troop options to have besides just heavy weapons, like you said, having a, mm-hmm. a medic, having maybe somebody that you know, like a standard bearer that maybe ignores suppression, allows your unit to ignore suppression. You mean an your artillery rangefinder? Your 30K is coming like through. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Your 30K is coming a through. A Vexilla. Yeah. 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 Or a Legion uh, Vexilla. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think I would really like to see, especially if we're only going to stay two factions, I would really like to see them start to release packs that are, you know, Stormtrooper upgrade packs, where it, it's it's four or five units that go into that specialist slot. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's not just yeah. DLT or HH12, you know? What Give mechanic me, would you see like to see them being able to exploit on the field? Well, one, a, a medic. Okay, um, so, okay. Definitely, the, the the we already talked okay. about that. Uh-huh. Um, an engineer. And, and I know you've got your special forces coming out, and you've got your, your, your bike troops and your mm. commandos, but, you know, allow me to take a little bit of that and... Um, uh, let me take a little bit of that. Yeah, demolitions guy on my squad. He can know? maybe blow up a barricade. <laughs> Whoa! We do not advocate the destruction of barricades. No barricades were harmed during the taping of this podcast. Oh, little Thomas, you are safe. Don't worry. <laughs> you know, let me let me have a let me have a, a, a designated marksman in the squad. You know, DLT kind of fills that role uh-huh. already. Going out to, but give me an anti-character option. You know. On a on a on a um, on a stormtrooper squad, a guy with a sniper rifle that you know can is, is specifically there as as a like a, a vindicare assassin. I mean, thing, you, you say know? that like you're seeing a lot of you know Luke and Leia lists or something like that. <sighs> I don't want to talk about that. Wonder Twins power activate. Right, right? <laughs> yeah, should paint them up like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I the, the one thing that you know going forward. Uh, that I think would add to the flexibility of the game, especially if we we keep two two factions, is that kind of a trooper upgrade pack. You know, make it make it more of a Swiss Army knife. Allow me to make that decision. Do I want to go anti armor? Do I want to go tanky? Do I want to go demolitions? Do I want to go you know with a with a sniper? I I think that would add a lot to the game. Maybe and without wish listing, um, having a unit that was more mortar trooper. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Wouldn't be, yeah, you suppression. know, that's not a yeah. bad idea. Because that is a, that is a yeah. cool mechanic that I think we don't see enough with the ATST. Is, you know, cause, Once people figured out line of sight. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But with the ATST, like, that is a cool, like, the motor launcher is a, is a cool mechanic, but yeah. because of the fact that it almost works con- you know, incongruously with their other weapons, it doesn't make sense to have the mortar tubes and the range two concussion. Oh no! Absolutely. Because not. You know, once you get up there for unless you that re- really want to have options, and you're like, ah, I got ten points, you know, let's yeah. toss it on there. But but then you know, who if needs you're, comms? If you're keeping your ATST back for mortars, you're basically you have like a two hundred fifty point right. mortar unit. Whereas yeah, if you add if you toss one of those in a trooper unit, twenty five point trooper while. unit doesn't seem so bad right? by comparison. Yeah. You know, three troopers with mortars, and now you've legitimately, no matter where your commanders are, you've got a chance of panicking. Uh, wow. A unit off the board, no matter where your commanders are. Like which we're is opening ourselves up your, to NPU or, there, <laughs> or, or panicking the commanders themselves. Yeah, you oh, know? yeah. so <laughs> open for oh oh god stop right yeah. Well, the one the one thing I was going to mention too, like I said, wasn't I'm not trying to wish list, but uh, having a unit that really was made to be up close and personal, and the storm the snowtroopers have that to an extent with their flamethrowers, Luke. Yeah, okay, the Jedi, yeah, you have that. But have, you know, somebody that's either dedicated melee or somebody who is most efficient within range one. You want and, assault troops. And I think that's, yeah. yeah, and I think that's probably a good niche there for your um, your high high armor um, troops, right? Your, yeah. your multi-wound, Yeah, keep them protected while dice, they're getting up the field. But it's only good at range one. Maybe put you them know, on a transport, right? Yeah. Your 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 assault terminators, kind of. Sure, like you know, and you, and you can have you can have the ones that are the the slow moving, dedicated ones that, you know, are, 
make, like making their way up the board, or I would kind of like to see a fast melee unit, or you know, a jet unit packs. that jetpacks or I don't know, some kind of cavalry. Cavalry, yeah, exactly. Outriders, even. <laughs> So, Rancor-ridden monsters. <laughs> <laughs> something along the lines of that, yeah. yeah. Something that, that that's going to be, you know, a, up close and personal, sure. turn one or turn two, and something that they're going to have to, you know... Release the Nexu. <laughs> something, something to prioritize the threat. Let's not turn this into Imperial no, Assault, okay? Yeah. Uh, Let's not yeah. do that. I mean, it's all Star Wars, man. <laughs> Beasts are a big part of Star Wars. Oh, well, okay. The Masters of Tereskasi is also Star Wars. Hey, let's that. get some monks out there. Yeah, Jesus. tearing it up. I, what did I do? Food. I'm totally cool with that. There, you, there's you your melee the assault unit. You have seen the uh, the custom sculpted Rogue One team, right? Yeah, yeah. it looks oh, really good. Beautiful. Whoever whoever sculpted. I don't know those. what that has to do with Tereskasi, but uh... you said the monk. The guy, the oh oh okay, so one of the oh, defenders of the, the wheels. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, don't know what his yeah. particular brand of martial art was, but ass kickery. Be, yeah. yeah, being yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah. Awesome. He, it was being Donnie Yen. Is yeah, what yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's what's the martial art he does in Ipman? I don't know. He's Donnie Yen. Wing Chun. Yeah, Donnie yeah, Yen. Yeah. He's just yeah. refer to his martial art. Yes. as Wang Chun. Yes, everybody, oh. Wang Chun tonight. Okay. This is our this is our eighties music right? Yeah. So I, I think we've kind of talked that that, that, that topic up here yeah. now. Yeah. So I had a question. I wanted to actually go back. Question for oh, you, Matt. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of going back to when you guys were talking about the, the game that you guys played. Uh-huh. So as a store owner, um, now that we're kind of through a, a quote-unquote season of like the organized play, uh, how's that been received? Because uh, I think organize, especially for FFG – Organized play drives a lot of the success of the game. Um, you know, X-Wing has a very robust organized play sure. system, and that really drives a lot of how many people are coming into stores and, and how popular it is. Now that you've had kind of a season with all of the tchotchkes to give out and the cards and tokens and certificates, you know, how does how does organized play seem to be shaping up versus organized play with X-Wing? So that's an interesting question. And, and sorry to spring what, that on no, you. No, 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 no. It's, it's good. Uh, what I find is that it makes very little difference. Either you're invested in the game, you're excited to play it, and it's nice getting stuff for it, or it's not going to be enough to bring you into the store to do that stuff. Uh, so we had a lot of people sign up for the, uh, the organized play, slow grow uh, escalation kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe about half the people actually completed their games, but I mean that's pretty standard for just about it. yeah. You, for instance, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I might still have some of those full art cards, but I, I honestly <laughs> find the OP kits are nice and uh, most people enjoy them. But you've already got to ha- have bought into the game and like, okay, you know, I'm going to go out there and do this thing. What's what's the attitude of the players at these events like? Because I, I could tell you coming from X Wing. You know, you show up to a weekly game night, which is a kit night or anything like that, and, you know, most of the guys are there. They're like, I'm here to have fun. I have yeah. fun when I win. Kind of uh, like... No, it, ours, like, at least it, it, our Destiny... Or Destiny, excuse me. Uh, Legion crew so far has been pretty laid back. It seems pretty... Yeah. And, and you know, it seems like the guys Legion that are as a whole yeah. is just very much more laid back than... Yeah. It's coming from X-Wing, you know, it's like... And, and probably the same for Warhammer. The guys are like, I'm here to win. You get you get a mixed bag of both. Yeah, I think. yeah. At this point, I mean, we, we haven't. It's not a huge community right now. I, I'm hoping it's going to keep growing, but uh, by and large, everybody's been super friendly. And the the few times I get judge calls to come check out, uh, I've never had an issue if somebody doesn't accept you know what I find in the rules. Uh, everybody seems to be good. Mostly, if it's a rules question, is they want to know and they want to get better as players. So it's been a very uh, good experience so far. I've, I've been having a blast, and I hope everybody else is too. Yeah, I mean that's just something I, wa- I wanted to ask because uh, as a store owner, yeah. you see not only Legion and X Wing, but you mm-hmm. also see Warhammer, Warma Hordes, uh, everything. You see the the full gamut of competitive play. I mean, for, yeah, you know. So I, I'm just curious, in, in your opinion, how it doesn't hold a candle up. to Magic players. So, well, sure. <laughs> yeah, what does though? Right. right? I mean, <laughs> I think it's it's been a I would say a good experience. The, the games that I've played, both competitively and and for fun, I think that we've got a good meta here. I, and from I think what I've seen, 
at large from the Legion community, um, just, you know, reading people's chats and stuff like that on the Facebook page and other, you know, other forums. I think people have been pretty, pretty chill about stuff. I don't, I've not seen any, like, rules lawyering. Yeah, and I haven't either. I mean, yeah. and that's, you know, Facebook, Discord, all of those places. It the 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 community seems to have settled into a very collegial place for lack of a better term. Except yeah. for Matt. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, showing up with, you know, ATST in a 500 point game on a 3 by 3 table. I mean, yeah. that's there's no room for well, that. Well, that, screaming suck at nerd at the top of my lungs was probably but, a little bit uncalled for <laughs> as well. <laughs> See what happens when you put them in the corner, John? Yeah. yeah. See what happens? They lash out. The nerds will have their oh, revenge. <laughs> nerds. nerds. Oh, I think on that note, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this up today. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Hey, yeah. I just want to say real quick, you know, we had a we, we did have a member of our local community uh, here kind of kind of leave us. Uh, it didn't pass away or nothing. He's, yeah, no, he, <laughs> he, he, reloc- he relocated. He moved. This, this um, is uh, Jordan. Yes. Yeah, Joe. Joe Kalingzad. We miss you, Joe. We wish yeah. you were here. Shout out, yeah. Keep, Shout out. Keep on uh, trying to build that uh, Legion community yeah, out he, in he New moves Mexico. to a very uh, rural location, shall we say. If there is um, a bright center of the universe. <laughs> States, he, yeah. he is in the city that is way farthest from. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, keep fighting the good fight out there, man. And good on you for trying to build those communities out there. And yeah. just remember, save me palp. That's yeah. uh, what you gotta. What you gotta <laughs> every time, save me, pal. Well, next week, guys, we're gonna have a special guest join us. Uh, one of the, I would say, most active and uh, well-respected members of the Star Wars Legion, a thought leader, community. If you will. a thought leader. Yeah, How did yeah. we get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. He, he, wait, he came on this show. Yeah. 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 So Nick Freeman, he's gonna join us. He's got the uh, Impact X blog, and uh, he's putting out some great information and. Uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that I've taken a lot of his uh, his blog advice on on uh, creating my own list. So we're going to have him uh, chat with us for a bit next week. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Otherwise, thanks for listening to us, guys. All right, folks, that's our show for this week. Just want to remind you that the Legion Outrider podcast is brought to you by the Radio Free Tatooine Network, a podcast network that's better than some and worse than others. To see the full lineup of shows, head to RadioFreeTatooine.com. See you next week, Outriders. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.